Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Garrett Wilson. Wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! That kid's amazing. Gibson on the return. Near side. I don't see any flags. Gibson inside the 30. Hits the Jets. And he's going to go! Jets win it! Touchdown, rookie Xavier Gibson. Game over. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. Thank you. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like a Jet One. And it's time to answer your mailbag questions. And so for that, we bring in our friend who is the editor over at JetNation.com, Mr. Glenn Naughton. Next question comes in from Stephen Schaefer. He asks, are the departures from the Jets front office cause for concern or is Joe Douglas cleaning house potentially for the better? This is a weird one because when the Rex Hogan news came out, I thought, okay, whatever, fine. I know that he has a big mouth and maybe there were some problems in the front office and the coaching staff and he was forced out. But then the Chad Alexander thing hit and you have to think to yourself, it's strange because Alexander would have been next in line to take Rex Hogan's job. Alexander was third in the pecking order. Hogan was two and Douglas is one, right? So either one of these two scenarios happened. Alexander was offered the spot that Rex Hogan vacated and decided he wanted to leave and go somewhere else, or he wasn't going to be offered that spot, and that's why he left to get a promotion. Either Douglas doesn't have enough faith in him to give him the promotion, or Alexander sees writing on the wall, doesn't feel comfortable here, and went to a situation that he thought offered more job security. Either of those scenarios is not great. Now, we'll see how it works out in all practicality, plus also, of course, Glenn, Two of these guys leaving when the Jets have probably already started their scouting. Not the best scenario either because they might know some things. And also, you never want this kind of upheaval 
when you're just heading into draft season. But whether or not it works out for the better, we'll see. If the Jets do well in the draft, if the Jets do well in free agency, if the Jets win games this year, no one's going to care about Rex Hogan and Chad Alexander. But if things don't go so well and everybody gets fired, then people are going to look back and go, well, maybe Chad Alexander saw the writing on the wall and knew something. Yeah, I think the thing that the, the part that bothers me most is is the proximity to the draft. You know, we're we're what under ninety days to, till the NFL draft now, eighty some days. Teams have, are far from having finalized their boards, but you you know you touched on it. I mentioned it when Hogan left. They're going to have some idea who the Jets really like in this upcoming draft. And if one of these guys were to land with a team that's picking ahead of the Jets at any point in the draft, especially round one. And they think to themselves, well, we really like this guy at seven. And maybe Rex Hogan's working for that team now. And he says, look, or sorry, I should say a team picking behind the Jets. And they like a guy. They might say, look, you're going to have to trade up because, you know, before I left New York, the, all the talk was about this guy, whether it was a full or, you know, this guy that we want. The Jets, I have, have a really good feeling the Jets are taking him at 10. So you're, you're letting guys who have intel on the early stages of your draft board uh, really not early, um, you know, uh, again, things will change between now and draft day, but they have enough info that it, they can use it to to hurt the Jets come draft time, and that's what bothers me. I think a lot of times that's why you see people get let go after the draft, not, you know, uh, 85, however many days before it. Next question comes in from AJ Tranzano. He says, just finished Figure It Out by Mike Westhoff. Also love Collision Low Crossers. You recommended both of those. Any other books you recommend for the offseason? So because you mentioned Mike Westhoff's book and Collision Low Crossers, both books about the Jets, I assume you're looking for recommendations about the Jets. So I'll give you those. If you want other recommendations about other kinds of books, happy to do that on another mailbag. But for now, I'm just going to assume you're talking about Jets-related books. Here's two that I'll give you. One of them, I'm a little bit biased because she's a personal friend of mine. Connie Carberg. The first female scout in the NFL wrote an autobiography called X's and O's Don't Mean I Love You. Read that if you haven't already. The other one that I really like is Gerald Eskenazi. I cannot remember the name of the book, but if you go to Amazon or something and just Google Gerald Eskenazi, it's really good because what it is, is it's a compilation of his best writings from when he was the beat reporter covering the Jets for the New York Times. And he covered a lot of years of the Jets. We're talking deep in history. So if you really like Jets history, Gerald Eskenazi's book is awesome. There's a lot of tremendous stuff in there. Glenn, were there any books Jets-wise that I didn't mention that you think would be worth checking out? Oh, absolutely. Um, I really enjoyed If These Walks, Walls Could Talk by Marty Lyons. Um, of course, the uh, the former Jets D lineman. That was really good. And it talked, I love, you know, the, the personal aspect of it, the Marty Lyons Foundation, for those not familiar with it. Um, I recommend you get familiar with it. Check the book out. And also, there's one, Scott, that I started reading, I don't know how long ago, put it down, didn't pick it back up, and just a couple weeks ago, picked it up again and started. Because I remember, and it's one of those things where I was like, why did I stop reading that one? Um, picked it up and started again a few days ago. It's called Nose to Nose, written by Joe Klecko and, and Joe Fields. Um, about, you know, survival in the trenches in the NFL. Joe Fields, of course, what I believe he was like an 11th round draft pick or whatever it was for the Jets, um, and played center for many years and worked, you know, would have been in the trenches against Joe Klecko on a regular basis in practice. So nose to nose, having just picked it up again, can't, can't vouch for the whole book, but a few chapters in and really enjoying it. And, and of course, the, the more, and of course, Rise and Walk, the Dennis Bird story, um, which was a phenomenal book. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Twilight Z. He asks, if the top three tackles are gone by 10, would you trade down to grab a second round pick? Then use that second round pick on a center, perhaps Cedric Van Pran of Georgia or Jackson Powers Johnson from Oregon. Put Tipman at guard and move AVT back to left guard. This works if you take care of the tackle positions in free agency. So I would like to see the Jets trade down. I talked about that before. If they get a second round pick, if a center's on the board that they really like there, Van Pran or Powers Johnson, although it's sounding more and more like Powers Johnson might go in the first round, I wouldn't be against that and then moving Tipman to guard. I also think you could potentially get a tackle in the second round. It's possible that one of these guys falls to round two because there's a lot of them. You could maybe get a Jordan Morgan or a Patrick Paul or Kingsley Sumataya or Graham Barton. And not all those guys are going to play tackle in the pros, by the way. But I'm just saying you could get somebody like that possibly in the second round. It's not out of the realm of possibility. So, yeah, I would absolutely do that. Of course, we've got the question of Lake and Tomlinson and somebody asked about that. So we'll answer that when we get to the Lake and Tomlinson part of this, because you obviously didn't include him in the equation, but Glenn, I think 
it would certainly be a sound strategy, like we said before. At number 10, you trade back, you pick up the extra pick, and then you just see who the best offensive lineman is, and then you can play it from there. If the best offensive lineman in the second round is Cedric Van Pran, then take him and move Tipman. I'm not against that. Yeah, I think, and I, I'd i have no, you and I have both discussed it a couple times, and I, I would be completely fine with the Jets. I mean, my preference is that they move down, add picks, and build the O-line. Um, and if you're going to, if you want to grab a Van Pran or Jackson Powers Johnson, who may have been the best lineman in Mobile, then I, you know, people keep saying, would you move Tipman? Like, yeah, I would move him, but by all means, bring in the guys you draft and, and, and have them work it out through camp and just stay open to the idea that maybe it's one of the rookies that has to move to guard. Maybe you'd prefer Tipman, not just because he is on par with, possibly better than, but he's at least got a year of NFL experience under his belt, which I'm sure Aaron Rodgers would prefer. So yeah, I'm, I'm open to the idea of them just adding old linemen and, and put guys where they fit best. I, I think the AVT question is an interesting one. I think what's going to happen ultimately is that they're going to come to him and say, look, we agree that we shouldn't be moving you around, but you let us know where are you most comfortable? Where do you want to play? Um, and ABT's probably got to look at it that he'd probably make more money at tackle, but will probably be a better player at guard. Um, and he's going to make a ton of money no matter where he plays as long as he stays healthy. So, yeah, drafting and, and moving Tipman or not moving Tipman, but move the rookie, I'm up for all of it. It's a, it's like we've said a million times, there is so much O-line help in this class, and that's what makes the Rodgers losing the Rodgers pick that two uh, that's what makes it so frustrating is because this this could be a sort of the Brickishaw Ferguson Nick Mangle type of class where you can grab two ten year starters if you have two first or if you have a first and a second. Next question comes in for Peter J Dillard. It's a multi part question. He says, Scott, percentage wise, what do you think the odds are that the Jets are going to regret trading for Aaron Rodgers if Douglas doesn't go back to building a complete team, or if Rodgers gets hurt again? It could be very bad. The opposite is also true, though, because if Rodgers is healthy, the Jets could have their best season in a long time. Also, I'm starting to side with Joe Blewett that J.C. Latham might be the second best tackle in the draft. What do you think of taking Latham at 10, or would you gamble and trade down and then hope you can get him later? First part of this, I think there's definitely a possibility that the Jets regret going out and getting Aaron Rodgers for the price that they paid. And Glenn, we've gone back to this a couple of times, so I don't want to dive too deep into it. But the only real criticism I had of the Jets acquiring Aaron Rodgers was you knew that the Packers had no choice but to get rid of him. And we went through all the reasons that was true. Nobody else wanted Aaron Rodgers. We knew that as well. And so the Jets could have hung tight and ended up giving up a lot less than they ultimately did. They could have structured the deal more like what they gave up for Brett Favre back when there was a similar situation and the Packers knew they could only trade Favre to the Jets. And that one was because the other interested teams were teams that were in the division or conference and they didn't want to move Favre. This one was even crazier because nobody other than the Jets was even interested in Aaron Rodgers. So if they hadn't given up much to get Aaron Rodgers, you would say, well, there's not much of a chance that it'll blow up in their face because they didn't give up much. So who cares? They took a shot. Fine. It's like signing him as a free agent. But given what they gave up, the two second round picks ultimately, and that pick swap that depending on what you believe may have cost them Broderick Jones, if you think that that's who they wanted at number 13, then it could end up costing them and being a net negative. As far as the second part of your question with Latham, I agree that Latham may very well be the second best tackle in this draft. Would I hate it if they picked him at 10? No, but I would probably rather just trade down because I don't think the gap from him to the next guy or even the guy after that is that big of a gap. 
And also, I will say, and I will be saying this a lot heading into the draft, Jets fans really have to relax about Latham's size. I get that he's 360 pounds, but that doesn't make him a Kai Becton. And I've said this before. Yes, Becton got hurt twice. The first time, a teammate fell on his leg. The second time, his foot got caught in the turf. Neither of those injuries had anything to do with Mekhi Becton being 360 pounds. Latham is much more polished as a prospect at this moment than Becton was, even though I think Becton had a higher ceiling coming out of Louisville. You have a better idea of what you're getting from J.C. Latham than you did when they drafted Mekhi Becton, even if, obviously, if everything had worked out with Becton, he could very well have been a top two or three tackle in the league based on his potential. So, Glenn, your thoughts, Aaron Rodgers, and then the J.C. Latham question. Well, as much as I hate to say it, I think they will regret the Rodgers deal. Ultimately, I'm at a point now where I, I have no faith in Robert Sala. I don't think this team's going to win anything with him at the helm. I think in order for that to happen, Joe Douglas is going to have to have another draft class like he did a couple of years ago where he finds, you know, four or five star players in one class. Um, and, and everyone he signs in free agency is a home run because you're real, you're trying to overcome a weak leader in Robert Sala, a poor offensive coordinator. Um, in, in Hackett, and I get that Rodgers will change the plays at the line, and he's he's really the offensive coordinator. Uh, but I just I don't see them winning anything with Rodgers this year. And then and then do you clean house? And then does Rodgers just retire? Because unless I mean maybe they let Rodgers pick the head coach, and it's Nathaniel Hackett, whatever. I think it's going to end up being a mistake when all is said and done. So it it is what it is they overpaid for him we went over it a million times you know if, if you're selling a product and you only have one buyer i don't know how you convince that buyer to spend that much you know but obviously that's what the packers did in this situation so i think it's uh i think they will regret it and as far as latham goes he's a guy you know you compare him to beckton not just the size thing but just the way they played in college latham played in a more pro style offense where he was asked to you know, he's playing the highest level of competition because he's at Alabama. You're seeing it sustain blocks for two, three, four, five seconds. That's just something Makai Becton was never asked to do at Louisville. Um, the ball came out so quickly there, but you did see the ceiling in Becton because he was just such a monster as a blocker. So people worried about the Latham thing. You know, it, it's really silly. You mentioned the two injuries, Scott. They really were tied to the one play. Like it was the same knee and, you know, Dr. David Cho said on Twitter before the Becton injury, you know, because of the type of surgery he had, a re-injury is likely, and he, that's exactly what happened, a re-injury to the same knee. So it was, you know, a freak accident or a freak play where a guy lands just the wrong way on the back of Makai Becton's calf that dislocates his kneecap. Um, now, maybe the rehab took a little longer because of him being 360, but listen – you're not going to start putting weight limits on what, what size your tackles can be. These guys routinely weigh 330 plus. Um, so it's not like you're going to get a, a skinny guy to play tackle for you. So I would have no problem taking Latham. He, he doesn't have the ceiling Becton has, but he's a more polished player who's proven that he can do the things you're going to ask him to do in the NFL more so than Becton did as a prospect at Louisville. Next question comes in from Wicks. He asks, do you want the Jets to draft the safety in the first three rounds? If so, who? No, I don't. I think they need to use those picks in the first three rounds on offense unless something crazy happens and somebody very unexpected drops down in the third round. I would not be looking at a safety there. However, I guess if one dropped to the fourth, then maybe Jaden Hicks and Bo Braid are two names that stick out to me, although I don't expect them to be available in the fourth. Yeah, those are probably my two favorite guys, Hicks and Braid. Um, been watching both those guys for a couple of years now, and 
the third round is probably the it's not ideal. If, I guess put it this way, I wouldn't hate it. I don't see them taking a safety that early. If they took one and it was Hicks or Braid, I'd be fine with it. But um I think both those guys will go a little later than that. And I would I would rather it be the fourth round. The third just feels a little too early. Next question comes in from Michael Palace. He asks, Do you think cutting Lakin Tomlinson is a bad idea because it creates another hole on the offensive line? And the Jets should hope he bounces back, or do they have to do this in order to save cap space? So this is an interesting one, Glenn, because if the Jets were to get rid of Lake and Tomlinson, it would be a $10 million dead cap hit, but they would save $8 million. So the question becomes, can you get a replacement that would be as good or better for $8 million or less? Maybe, maybe not, because Tomlinson has been pretty bad. The issue, though, is the Jets have had so many problems with durability on that offensive line. And who's the one guy that has been entirely durable, has not gotten hurt, has not missed games throughout the last couple of years? That's Lakin Tomlinson. So do you bet on him bouncing back or would you rather take the risk of going out and finding somebody as good or better for eight million or less? It's a really interesting question. I think what you may want to do is go into free agency See if you can sign somebody for cheaper than the $8 million that you think is better than Tomlinson. And then if that happens, you can go ahead and release Tomlinson, figure maybe you get another guard in the draft, or you can bring back Schweitzer, who's not that durable, by the way, because he got hurt as well. So it's a tough question, but I think you probably want to see what you can do in free agency before you make the ultimate decision on whether or not to cut Tomlinson. Yeah, I think that that's the big part of it is can you get somebody better? And the question is or the answer to me is it's it's not that not that far beyond the realm of possibility because Tomlinson hasn't been very good. So with what's out there, you know, you don't need a superstar to upgrade. You need a a I mean what would we class him? A below average guard um which is what he has been since getting here. The number of hits and pressures and sacks he's given up, um the struggles as a blocker in the in the run and the pass game. I don't think it should be that difficult to find a replacement to play at that, I mean, that's not the level you want. You ideally you want to upgrade, but if if you're even just looking at saying, look, we can save eight million, can we get a guy to play at that level or better for five or six million? So if you're the Jets and you have these guys like Xavier Newman and Jake Hansen, who no, they weren't great last year, um, but they did show flashes. They had they clearly like Chris Glazer. They've let him go and brought him back a few times. Um, we're not we're not asking them to outplay an all world player. Um, and, and again, free agency, while it's not a great free agent class, is it that difficult to believe that they could bring in a guy who can give you the type of play Lake and Tomlinson has given you? So I wouldn't completely rule out letting him go, but his durability is something that gives him some value, even though he's been bad. He's at least, you know, there are worse players as, as hard as that may be to believe. Um, and there are guys who spend a lot more time on IR than he does. So maybe that saves him. But I would have zero issue with the Jets saying, look, we're going to move on from this guy. We're going to find an equal or better player for less money, and we're going to move ahead with that. Next question comes in from John Jetson. He asks, will the Jets re-sign Bryce Huff? If not, do you think Will McDonald can actually replace Huff's productivity? I'm a bit skeptical, but hopeful because McDonald was a first-round pick. So I think the Jets would like to re-sign Bryce Huff. It's just going to be a matter of how much it's going to cost. I think if they can't get a deal done, the best move is to tag him and then see if they can move him for picks if they don't think that they're going to be able to get a long-term contract done. Maybe they can get some team to give them a second-round pick, like what Washington was able to get from the Bears for Montez Sweat. And ultimately, if the Jets feel like they need to, they could release 
the franchise tag if they feel like they're not going to get a deal done and they're not going to be able to get anything in a trade because then they could let him go and get a third round comp pick for next year. But I think ideally you try to sign him unless the price gets too high, then maybe you tag and try to trade him. As far as Will McDonald and whether or not he's going to be able to competently replace Bryce Huff, I do think he'll be a competent replacement. Will he right out of the gate in year two be able to match what Huff did last year? That I can't tell you. But I think in the long run, there is a good chance that McDonald will show you more than Bryce Huff. Doesn't mean it's going to happen, but I think the percentage chance is reasonably high. I think tag and trade for Huff is the way to go from this point. You have to get something for him, and you have to get something soon. You know, I've seen people say, just keep him and let him go, or, you know, j- j- sorry. I've heard people say, just let him go, get the comp pick. Yeah, that's fine, but you don't get till ne- you don't get that till next year. The Jets need as many, you know, they need to add as much talent this offseason as possible with the short Rodgers window. So I think you try to tag and trade him, and Will McDonald... I think he's talented enough to have the 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 year one to year two jump that we just saw from Jermaine Johnson, and we've heard him say he's going to work with JJ this off season. Uh, Rich Semini reported the other day after taking a little bit of time off, he's already back at the facility working out. So the kid's putting his money where his mouth is. He's got all the talent in the world. I would not be one bit surprised if he was equal to or better than Bryce Huff this year. Glenn Naughton, editor of Jet Nation. Thanks so much for coming on and answering some mailbag questions with me. Really appreciate it. Make sure you check out everything Glenn's doing at JetNation.com and follow him on Twitter at JNRadio underscore Glenn. Check out everything we're doing at PlayLikeAJet.com and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.